guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast. Adventures of one obsessed nutrition coach on a mission to create a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, as promised, we are answering some of your questions. And the first question is, how do I avoid binge eating during a diet? And guys, I can't even count the times when somebody would ask me the same question or this question would come up with my clients. And I have quite a few coaching tools to address this problem. But first, we want to understand, like, why does binge eating happen? You want to understand that physiologically and also mentally in our brain, if we are deprived of essential nutrients, if we are deprived of calories, if we, if our body senses that nutrients do not come regularly and we are either dieting and starving ourselves or not, then every time after you decide to deprive your body from nutrients, from calories, um, every time your body, your mind, your brain, they have a chance to consume more calories, they will make their best to make sure that you do. Because if you are constantly on some sort of diet and you're constantly feeling that you got to um, deprive yourself of nutrients, your brain knows that. Your body knows that. And so any chance they get, they're going to make you binge eat. And that's a normal response because for your body, for your brain, uh, what you teach them is that you are either starving or binging. And that's a normal behavior. So how do we want to stop binge eating behaviors and just learn how to be driven by natural sense of hunger and stop eating when we had enough? A few strategies. First, understand that eating processed foods that are designed to hack your brain and your hunger and make it impossible to stop eating them, those foods, those highly processed foods, those potato chips you like, candies, cookies, cakes, uh, basically things that melt in your mouth, that have a lot of added sugars and processed grains and all sorts of flours and any sorts of flavor enhancers, those foods, that they are designed to give your brain that dopamine hit. So you keep eating and keep getting pleasure. It's kind of like a drug uh, when it comes to its action, its effect on your brain. So first and foremost, to avoid binge behaviors that are not even related to whether you are um, starving yourself or not on a regular basis, um, first you got to eliminate those processed foods. They are trigger foods for uh, almost Anyone out there, uh, when your brain is hit with that dopamine flash that happens when you consume highly processed foods, uh, it's almost impossible to stop eating them uh, until almost your stomach starts to hurt. So what do you do? 
you start eating only whole foods uh, instead of uh, eating that cake or that candy eat fruit in and more often than not eat more vegetables eat more volume from vegetables from all the fiber and those vitamins and minerals that those vegetables contain eat more uh, foods with protein from whole foods not some powders eat more fish eggs uh, meat in the most unprocessed foods just you know cook them uh, by sauteing or by roasting or by baking not overdo that don't use flavor enhancers yourself too much just a little bit you know salt or some maybe herbs maybe some spices that are naturally occurring and made naturally without any um, flavor enhancers so that's the first step. Make sure that you're not consuming those brain-hacking foods. And again, it has nothing to do with calories. It just has with the biochemistry that happens, neurochemistry that happens when you consume those foods. So basically, again, your brain is literally being hacked by those substances. They're not designed to promote healthy eating behaviors. Those foods are designed to make them irresistible and make you want to binge on them. So first you need to do what you need to do is uh, eliminate completely those foods just completely because again even a small amount of that food will make it impossible for you to stop for your brain to stop then number two um stop starving yourself um a lot of people uh, a lot of my clients been have been in that space where you are either on a diet and starving yourself or you are binging or consuming a lot, a lot of food, more than normal amounts. And so you want to break this cycle. And breaking this cycle is not sticking with your diet. Breaking this cycle, actually starting eating whole, unprocessed foods in the amounts that feel satiating to you. And one side advice, uh, uh, eat slowly, chew your food. You won't believe how effective it is. Uh, when it comes to feeling your natural hunger and regulating it naturally. Don't inhale your food. Chew it. Uh, and again, stop starting yourself. Eat till you are satisfied normal amounts of food. And only that will give you the chance to rebuild your healthy relationship with your hunger and um, stop binging on foods, on any foods. And then um, the next one is you need to look at the nutritional profile of your daily menu. We have th 13 essential vitamins. We have 15 essential minerals. And if you're not getting them on a regular basis, they are essential for human health. And if you're not getting them from the foods you are eating, uh, then you'll be hungry and it will be really hard to control your appetite because you will feel like you are lacking something and you will be constantly hungry. So you need to make sure that you are consuming nutrient-dense diets that delivers in some form or the other those 13 essential vitamins and 15 essential minerals on a regular basis, not once in a while, but every single day. And uh, so these are the reasons why a lot of people in my practice struggle with uh, binge eating. Again, it's uh, eating highly processed foods, um, eat whole foods that will solve that. Uh, and you don't have to, again, be on the diet to eat whole foods. A lot of uh, my clients did the same mistake. They think, you know, or I eat whole foods now and I can't eat a lot of them. No, actually what at first should happen naturally as you would want to binge 
even on whole foods. But there's only really that much that you can do that. After a while, like it's like too much fiber, too much, you know, volume of those foods because whole foods, they, they're hard to eat, to consume in big amounts. So even if you have to eat like a bag of almonds, uh, regular raw almonds, then eat them. Uh, but after a while, you'll notice that you will start eating less if you stick to whole foods. Um, then again, stop this pattern of starving yourself and then eating too much. Uh, eat normal amounts. Eat a lot of hot, whole foods at first. Feel like you are satiated, like you are nourished, like you are not starving yourself. And that will stop the cycle of starving yourself, of dieting and then binging. And then make sure that you are consuming enough of vitamins and minerals and either get a one-time consultation with a nutritionist like myself or someone in your area, someone you know, maybe someone in some medical institution um, that is around you, uh, or at least uh, Google some app that will help you to track those nutrients in your foods. Um, there are quite a few of them. Chronometer is one of them. Um, there, there are others too. Checkyourfood.com is my favorite website to check the nutritional um, components of my foods, which foods have um, certain nutrients. So checkyourfood.com, uh, another great resource. And those, when you do them consist consistently, will break that pattern of uh, binge eating. The next question, guys. I'm having a hard time sticking to my new diet as it requires dedication and commitment every day. Maybe it's too much for a beginner like myself, but how can I make this work? How do I adapt to my to my new diet gradually? Um, and guys, if you're a beginner, if you're just starting out to change your eating habits, your healthy lifestyle habits, my advice to you, my best advice from all the experience or decade of experience that I have working with people and what actually help people to change. When you're at the very beginning, start small, take one behavior, one habit at a time and change that. And then continue it for a week, for two weeks, and then change something else. And what you want to do is make sure that that new habit becomes a natural part of your lifestyle, the one that you don't have to specifically think about. So um, that can be eating a bowl of vegetables uh, before every of your meals. That might be a new habit that you're going to be practicing for the next couple of weeks. That might be removing liquid calories, leaving the, the rest exactly the same. So maybe start drinking flavored sparkling. Uh, uh, maybe use stevia instead of sugar at first. Um, that might be stopping snacking, not going on some crazy diet, but just stop snacking and have three meals a day. And that's going to be a new habit. So start with one behavior. Master it for the next 14 days and go for another one, guys. And that works across the board the best for people. Small changes will become habits and then habits will deliver results that stay for life. So you don't want to be going on some diet unless you really, really have to because of some health condition or because... Um, I don't know, because you really need to lose it till some very, very important date. Um, 
But if you if it's not uh, something that you need to really rush towards, then don't because uh, long term it really works if ever. So one change at a time, one behavior at a time, and then attack the next one. The next one. Regarding my need to lose 150 pounds at 46, which is more important, being in a state of ketosis or being in a state of caloric deficit? I'm not a diabetic and don't have any allergies. Guys, when it comes to weight loss, caloric deficit has to be there. Now, for different people, that caloric deficit deficit might look differently depending on your metabolism, on your age, on your activity levels, on the foods that you're consuming, how well your digestive system works. But caloric deficit, you need to be in it in order to burn your own fat for energy. Ketosis is not some magical state, guys. If you are in ketosis, you, A, might be burning your own fat, or B, you might be burning food in your, um, fat in your food. And ketosis just means that you are burning fat for fuel, and you have those keto bodies, um, ketone bodies that your body uses for energy, especially in your brain, um, your brain is hungry for those when there is not enough glucose, not enough carbohydrates coming in. So, uh, should you go for ketosis or caloric deficit? Uh, well, first of all, uh, do whatever makes you stick with it, whatever is the easiest to stick with. Do something that supports your long-term health. And then, yeah, caloric deficit will work much better than ketosis. And all the studies, by the way, show the same thing. That's why keto diet is not a magic diet if you decide to eat a lot, a lot of calories. And the last one. On diet and calories websites, why does it seem we never take into account the calories that are undigested or not absorbed into the body? It does seem at least a significant portion, perhaps 30 to 50% is not absorbed. So guys, this is a great question, and uh, the person who asked it, they were right that um, the calories you see on a package, uh, they're not precise, uh, and the amount of calories our body is going to absorb will, de- will depend on many factors, especially plant foods, for example, fib- fibers will prevent from a lot of calories to be absorbed. But then again, if you cook that fiber, then you're going to absorb much more calories. Um, 30 to 50%, not even close, guys. Uh, uh, At best, usually on average, you might expect to not absorb about 10% of your calories unless you're eating just raw food, a lot of fibrous vegetables that your body just cannot absorb. That's a different scenario. But for the most people. We eat a lot of cooked foods. We eat a lot of processed foods, processed in one way or the other. Even making a smoothie out of your fruit and vegetables, make it more absorbable for your body because the blender will break down those fibers that you might, that your stomach uh, might not be able to. So any kind of procession will make calories more absorbable. Actually, it helped us to survive as human beings because when we learned to cook, we made more calories absorbable to our body and brain. And that's why we were able to develop that uh, beautiful brain of yours. Uh, so cooking, procession, that increases the amount of calories we absorb from foods. Um, 
And yeah, there are parts of foods that we still can't absorb, especially again, plant fibers, but it's nowhere near 30 to 50 uh, percent. Uh, and overall, guys, it just doesn't matter. I mean, what matters for most people on diet and calorie websites is how to manage their weight. And so for you, what matters is the end result. And whether you get this result with 2000 calories or 1500 calories, it doesn't really matter. And that will vary from person to person, depending on their size, metabolism, activity level, uh, and so many other factors. Yeah, how our digestive system works. But at the end of the day, uh, if you are someone trying to maintain or lose weight or change your body composition, maybe burn fat, maybe uh, build some muscles. You want to be driven by results, not by calorie numbers. So if on paper, for example, you are eating 15 calories, 1500 calories, but you're still not losing weight, well, it means that your body learned how to live on 1500 calories and you're absorbing much more calories than you think. Maybe you might be eating much more calories than you think you do. Um, and what matters is the end result. And if it's not moving, you got to change something. It's not going to move just because you have a new calorie counter on a food label. Uh, so what matters is the results, not so much uh, what it says, how many calories a certain product has. And that's why it's actually been... Um, uh, food scientists, I, I know, I mean, they know about that thing, that certain foods require more digestion and they're not as well digested as other foods. But they decided it doesn't matter that much and we're just going to stick with what we have to have a general idea. And that's that works for, for us, for simplicity. And as long as we are driven by results and we make adjustments based on results, not on some calorie counter, then we're going to be fine. That's why also, guys, uh, 1,500 calories from junk food is never going to be 1,500 calories from vegetables, just because you're going to be absorbing so much more calories from junk food, from highly processed food, than from vegetables with all the fibers and other undigested material. Um, and that's it, guys. That's what you want to understand about calorie counting. It's not precise, but as long as you make adjustments based on your results, uh, it's a pretty good damn thing that we can do even that. Uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, some of your questions answered. I hope they will help you to make better decisions when it comes to your food choices and changing your food behaviors. Hopefully, uh, because of these answers, you understand how your body works with food a little bit better. And you're going to adjust your food behavior to uh, work for you better, to improve your health, your energy levels, and how you look um, and feel on a daily basis. So that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you have questions, submit them via whatever um, social media platform or messaging platform uh, you use, wherever, uh, whenever you can find me. Uh, thank you for all your questions. Thank you for all your support, for staying tuned, for sharing this podcast. Don't forget to share it. Uh, at any opportunity you get, uh, because I'm always delivering as much value, um, value as, as I can. And guys, have an amazing weekend. We're going to meet again on Monday. And till then, as you guessed, eat better daily. <laughs>